0: Everyone relax. This is Tophon. Ironically,
1: I'm not relaxed. (laughs)
0: Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. And, uh, well, first time guest Charlie Clawson. I didn't even explain to her what that meant. Uh, his, maybe you're tuning in for the first time, listener. So I'll explain to you as I explained to her. Uh, I used to have a podcast. It was called TOFOP, T O F O P. Uh, that's where you're finding this podcast now under TOFOP. Uh, I did it with my friend Charlie Clawson. Uh, and then he left to become successful. And so I started a new podcast. It's called Fofop. And uh, this is episode. 201 of Faux wow. Faux. And uh, please welcome today's guest, Charlie, Beck Hill. Hello, Beck. Hello. Our first time on the podcast. Very excited to have you here. Yeah. Now, you're an Aussie. But yep. you are not based in Australia.
1: No, no.
0: We're here in London in a flat in uh, Soho, the middle of London.
1: I know. How cool are we?
0: Oh, so, yeah. So cool. Young <laughs> artists in Soho. Yeah. Well, you're young. I'm an old <laughs> man, to be honest. I don't know how I thought I was young. Um, Tell me this, though. You've been in this apartment. This is the apartment that they have you stay in uh, when you do shows at the Soho Theatre, which is what I'm doing yeah. uh, for the next couple of weeks. But when you came up here today, it's up the top. It's six flights of stairs up, and it's mm-hmm. got this old rickety elevator, but you knew this apartment why was that
1: uh oh i, I did some work with uh, some previous uh artists who were staying here who were also doing a show at the soho theater and um uh one of them and i were working on a video together um which meant that i had to carry like flip charts flip charts are heavy man no one tells you how heavy paper is until you start deciding to carry it around with you all the time right. that's and, why they invented
0: the ipod yeah. The iPad and stuff like that. So people didn't have to carry around paper all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because before I was always carrying all like my composed musical things with me right. instead of an iPod. And then I would... You
0: had an orchestra and yeah, two big notepads. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then set up at the piano, right. played it, and be like, oh, I want to listen to some uptown funk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would yeah. just
0: carry the sheet music and yeah, a bunch exactly. of professional music. That's what it's so. called, sheet music, yeah. not,
1: not composed paper.
0: <laughs> well, it's old school. Do they still have sheet music? I bet they do.
1: Yeah, I like to think that that we just got rid of that. No one ever no one uses notes anymore. It's just all computer based randomly. No, there must be sheet music. How
0: would you feel if you went to see like a concert pianist play? You know, you go to some big sort of like, you know, recital. Yeah, yeah. And normally they go out and you know they sit down and they have their sheets of paper and they put yeah. them in front of them at the piano and then they kind of, <laughs> you know, they play and they flick and they play and they flick.
1: Yeah. Would it that be weird? sounds really more sinister than it is by the way it's true
0: I meant the pages yeah, yeah. I meant the pages <laughs> I didn't mean anything sinister by that <laughs> I want He's. Would you be disappointed if you went to see some popular pianist and he had like an, an iPad up there and was just flicking through the pages of the iPad? Would that take away from the experience or would you go, ooh, multimedia?
1: Uh, no, yeah, I'd be like, ooh, multimedia. Because yeah. I once saw Björk at a concert and she just used like a big a big screen where she like touched things on it and it made the beats. I'm pretty sure that wasn't even a thing. I think it was just a video and she just made it look like she was playing it.
0: Well, they did used to say that about, um, you know, that was the accusation about Carl Cox and the Chemical Brothers and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that they'd just go out and put in their U- USB that they'd pre-recorded. Yeah, and then they'd just be up there checking their emails and, you know, playing Tetris and stuff.
1: Yeah, I want to, I want to see pianists do that. Right. Just while playing the piano, but also checking Facebook, <laughs> like doing FaceTime or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> live tweeting his own gig. Yeah,
1: if someone could play piano and do that at the same time, I'd pay to see that. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: Um, okay, so tell me this. Would you ever go to one of those things? Are you a sort of person who would go to like a concert recital? Is that your form of entertainment? Uh,
1: I have I have once. I went to a live um, concert uh, of the soundtrack for Matrix. And so they had the Hang Matrix on it at uh, Albert Hall here right. in London and they had a massive screen with the Matrix on and, a, and an orchestra did the soundtrack to it.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool.
1: It was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. See, I can, I can go to see music like that if uh-huh. there is some form of visual entertainment attached to it.
0: Right, Matrix yeah. the Musical. No, I think that's good. I'd like to see them do that for, like, all films. Yeah. Like, that would be a good series. Like, what other film would you love to go and see the live you know, music to if you had to watch it?
1: Oh, uh, like, maybe something weird. Mm, like- um uh, like oh, I'd love to see like a Luc Besson film because you know how the, the guy who does the soundtracks for that. It's always like really industrial. It's uh-huh. always like hitting loads of, I don't know, big pipe, lead pipes and stuff because right. <laughs> it's just, it just being a tip.
0: Just some just... weird guy to tip making screechy <laughs> yeah. noises and banging things.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just some guy they pulled off the street from outside. <laughs>
0: Hang on, this is, yeah, this is just a home Actually, horse what guy. what I want to He's see... eating a rat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd li- I'd like to see a film where it's the soundtrack is composed by someone who was randomly chosen on the night, oh, and just given some instruments like a kazoo. I'd yeah. like to see someone do the soundtrack to Indiana Jones on a kazoo. Uh,
0: yeah, but improvise. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, planning, no, just...
1: yeah, no sheet music. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: all right well uh the reason i was talking about that was you were here in this apartment so you, oh, yeah, yeah so you knew about the uh the fact scary that lift it's got a scary lift yeah. now l- let's describe this lift to the people who are at home because i'd like to give them a bit of the you know the feeling of the place that i'm staying in so yeah. um it's it's rickety. it's like one of those old school it has um you know kind of doors that you have to pry open
1: yeah yeah at- it's a lift for ghosts yeah like that's that's a lift that ghosts would use if what? they couldn't be stuff floating through the ceiling i was gonna say <laughs> yeah
0: like Why do if ghosts, you are in the ghost lift business, that is like a dying industry. But you know? ghosts
1: always go through walls, don't they? Uh-huh. They don't go like through floors and ceilings. I mean I guess So they maybe can. they do need a lift.
0: Imagine if there was a rule. Imagine if you're like, oh no, no, no. no. Ghosts can go through walls, yeah. but you can't go up or down.
1: No. What, you don't know that about ghosts? They're on a vertical plane, but they can't uh, do horizontal. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: That is the number one ghost rule. Do you know nothing about ghosts? <laughs> they like Daleks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts and Daleks. Yeah. Neither can... <laughs>
1: You couldn't get a Dalek on that lift though It's too finicky They wouldn't be able to They'd be like They'd have a little stick thing That comes out the front And they'd be trying to open it It gets stuck
0: Yeah No the Dalek wouldn't even fit in I wouldn't have thought No no
1: We just fit in ourselves. We barely... And it was close.
0: It was one of those things when I didn't realise how close it was going to be until we were in there.
1: It's one of those lifts that makes you realise how little you know someone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you go, I'm pretty sure we're friends. And then you go in and you go, no, we're not this close. Not this close, No. No,
0: No, we probably should have just walked up the stairs. By the end of the podcast, we might have been able to take the lift back down. yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: I did feel that too, but not in a weird, yeah, not in a weird way, but just in that game. Yeah. Suddenly, you're like, "Oh wow, I'm really artificially too close to somebody." Yeah,
1: it's a lift that makes you aware of your breath. Yeah, yeah, when you're suddenly like, "Maybe I should have a mint or something." I don't know, I because you know when you just like become very self conscious. No, that's, <laughs> the, that's the perfect way to
0: describe it. I absolutely agree with you. The minute you're like, "Oh, oh my god, how do I?" Yeah, yeah. I am totally paranoid about those things. Like if I ever have to go to like a – um, you know, you go to the doctor or whatever and they have to look at your face or somebody has to get too close to you to like, – yeah. or, or a massage. I can't enjoy a massage if they start doing my face because I'm so paranoid that my breath is going to smell <laughs> oh. <laughs> or whatever that I'm just like constantly trying not to breathe when they're anywhere near my face.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange. It's one of those things that um that can affect you so much. I can't – Uh, if I blow my nose, like this happened once when I was about about eight. I blew my nose and a bit of tissue got stuck inside my nostril and everyone was laughing at me until eventually I found out I had a bit of tissue in my nose. Mm -hmm. And since then, if I blow my nose for about two hours afterwards, I will become convinced that there's tissue inside my nostril and everyone's laughing at me. It's just such a bad thing. And now it means that I always end up like if I blow my nose and I'm sniffing, I always do that thing where you wipe your nose Uh and then I just look like a total, like I've just – just been on coke, right? Like, well, you either look like you've
0: been on heaps of drugs, yeah. or you look like you're talking to someone else who has a booger out of their nose, and you're trying to give do, them. Yeah, the, yeah, because, and then they
1: start doing it, yeah, because, and then it spreads, and everyone in the world is rubbing their nose because they're like, "What? Why are we all doing this? Why are we all doing yeah, this?" Do yeah. I have a, Back
0: I sometimes have this during the podcast, though. If my nose gets itchy, and then I rub it, and then the other person will be like, oh, yeah. "Do I have like?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, that yeah. A, is that one of his signals? Oh,
1: how embarrassing! It might show up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had a do- I had to go see a doctor once when because he- you were saying that and because uh, I had like a weird toe like infection on my toe or something uh-huh. and it was the one time that I rocked up it was a really handsome doctor and he was like oh so why are you here and I was like oh just general checkup just, and then I just didn't have the heart to show on my gross but because also I'm like quite I'm quite a huge check woman out
0: everything but the toe yeah yeah, to- yeah. I-, I think the toes fine yeah yeah actually just check <laughs> out
1: yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite a cute woman, so I've got like, if I haven't maintained myself, I've got quite hobbit feet, and I was just like, uh, he's going to see a weird infection and the fact that I've got quite hairy feet, like quite dark hairy feet, and I just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't strike me as a person who would have
0: hairy feet. Oh, thanks, Will. Where does that come from? Do you have a hairy-footed background? Is there is there a Bigfoot in the family? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. My my dad's a hobbit. Yeah, yeah, that's Uh, right. My great
0: grandfather was a yeti, and I think uh, my great grandmother on his side was a hobbit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is so because I don't know where it comes from. I think just both my parents have dark hair, Mm -hmm. and so any body hair show is really obvious. I remember when I was five, I went home from school one day and asked my mum if I was Greek. And she was like, "No, no, you're not. What you know, like I'm several generations Australian. My mum's English. That's right. about it." And then Hill, a, a
0: traditional a, Greek name.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I said, and she said, "Why do you think you're Greek?" And I was like, "Oh, because Ryan at school said that I must be Greek." And she's like, "Why? Because he said that I have hairy arms, and that makes me Greek." And like I was told that that was apparently a Greek thing. Uh, he was Greek as well So right. he was like Oh no no oh, so he, was, at-
0: he was like Good on you You're Greek also yeah, He was
1: like You're one of us One of our people We were like he, he was showing his arms next to mine He was like See how we've got the same arms yeah. Like Because I'm hairy Because I'm Greek So you're Greek as well And right. I was like Oh I had no idea <laughs>
0: What a weird way to find out yeah, I'm where's
1: Greek Where's my nonna <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, your family isn't, you you said several generations Australian. Yeah, on my dad's side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and 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 so your mum's English. English. And is that why you were able to come over to England? So, do you have like a dual passport? I do,
1: two passports. Ah,
0: nice. So, that made it, is that why, because I'm fascinated, and let's get to this and then we can put everything else in context, but... Mm. When did you start doing comedy in Australia? Just so for, for the, some of the people who might not know you yet, yep. let's give them a bit of context of who you are and, you yeah. know. Um, you, you Tell me about when you started doing comedy in Australia and then when you decided to move over to England. Tell me a yep. bit about that.
1: Uh, my first gig was 10 years ago in the Raw Comedy Competition. God, yeah, I'm, I remember
0: when you started. I know. And it feels to me like that can't have been 10 years I know. ago. Yeah. I must have been doing this for 20 years. Oh, yes, I have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember because uh, uh, lovely Justin Hamilton because Hamilton? Yep. Um, uh, he, he mentored me. And, and you're um, from Adelaide. I'm from Adelaide, That's yeah. how you
0: and yep. Justin kind of met, was it? Yeah, because I,
1: yeah, I used to uh, go to the Rhino Room to watch comedy uh, when I was like 15, 16. And because I didn't, I didn't drink. They, they just kind of turn a blind eye whenever I showed up because they knew I wasn't going to get them in trouble. Yep. Uh, and then I used to watch these comedy shows and, then, uh, and I used to see him. I thought he was amazing. And I remember uh, saying to him, like, oh, you're really great. Can, like, when are you next in town? And he was like, oh, email me. Because that was in the days where you could just be like, oh, yeah, e- I'll, I'll email you when I'm in town and you can come to the gig rather than that being a dodgy thing. Right. Or, like, you have to go online and check. Like, we, we didn't have website. There was Geocities or LiveJournal. Like, that was... <laughs> Yeah, I'll check my MySpace. I'll be in town, you know. So I, uh, yeah, and I remember I used to email him, and then uh, and then when I entered RAW, I was like, I've entered a stand-up competition. Could I have some tips, please? And he sent me this wonderful amount of tips, which I took all on board, and then. What uh, yeah. do you have
0: a memory of? What the best tip, or the most practical tip, or the tip that yeah. perhaps you didn't realise at the time was yep. a good tip? Tell me.
1: It was practice holding something. Because if you don't practice holding something, and you get on stage and you take a mic, you're suddenly a hand down. And if you haven't practiced with that, it'll throw you. That is such a great tip. Yeah, it's a really good tip. It's a isn't really it?
0: practical tip. Yeah. I took my shirt off on stage last night. Not the whole shirt. <laughs> Not the whole shirt. But I realised I was wearing a different shirt to what I've been wearing during the show. Right. And I realised that I couldn't. I have to. Uh, I need to show people my bicep for for this joke in the show. Yeah. One sure. One of my biceps sure is heaps yeah. bigger than the other. So it's this whole thing about how I'm weirdly and it's horrible it has ruined my life because it you know people obviously think one thing when you have one giant bicep right. so yeah. So I have to show people practically this thing. But the shirt I was wearing last night, I hadn't tested to see if I could roll it right up. So I, instead I couldn't sh- – so I had to end up taking – I had a singlet on underneath, but okay, yeah. I had to take off my shirt and then I didn't know where to hang it and I am yeah. trying to hang it on the bike. I was like, I should have probably thought this through. I'm a professional. <laughs> I should not be winging this.
1: I love that. I was on a flight yesterday morning and the man next to me took off his jumper and it took its shirt with it, but he got oh. it all the way off before he realised. Oh. So for, for about – Couple About a minute or so, I was sitting next to a completely topless man who, who took it off and then realized, but then had to unpeel the t shirt from inside his jumper. So there was like an awkward moment where he was hurriedly trying to get that apart. It was just half naked.
0: And and he would have gone into panic too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the moment yeah. where you suddenly would have been like, oh, this, this I'm is. Half not, naked. Hang on, I'm <laughs> half naked. And then suddenly it's so hard to get the t shirt out of the.
1: Oh, why stuck together? I think you should have just like gone with it. Like, if he'd just be like, yeah, no. totally. Like just sat there half naked for the whole flight. I oh, would have no, been like,
0: that's I, a confident man. Yeah, I would have taken the shirt off and then I would have ordered a
1: drink. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's Ryanair, so it's like, like, just adding the cheapest of all the flights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, then he'd have to get his wallet out yeah. and then, yeah, probably accidentally take his trousers off in the process. <laughs> well,
0: I'd imagine on Ryanair it wouldn't be the worst. Like, I mean, a dude taking his shirt off probably. Well,
1: they do, you know, what's that saying about uh, taking taking someone's shirt? I don't know. There's a saying in there. There's a joke in there. Make up your own people. <laughs> 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 I've given
0: uh, you the ingredients. That'd be a great podcast. We're just like, it's like the mystery box on MasterChef. We will, we will just come on and we will give you all the all the ingredients you need to put the joke together yourself. But you guys, you yeah. do your own podcast and tell us what you came up with yeah. with those ingredients. We've
1: got a ready, steady joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I think that's a concept. I think we it could actually, actually sell a good one. ready, steady joke to people. Yeah, uh, All the comedians have the same, like, you know, uh, you know box of ingredients yeah. that they get to come up with a routine And about. it comes in
1: a plastic bag.
0: And it comes. Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: Let's people do this. People from home, bring it. Yeah. Yes. Copyright, people, copyright. This oh, yeah. is our thing now. Yeah.
0: Ready, steady joke.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a William Hill production. Not the betting agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of our company. William yeah. Hill, not the betting agency. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> You have to write out that full thing. Yeah. William Hill, not the betting agency company, yeah. presents. Yeah. said and
0: We get most of the poster. Yeah, the, yeah. The title's right, right down the bottom once they get through our name.
1: And then it's like us at the top, but then most of the poster is William Hill, the betting agent, with a big cross through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Or not even the cross. Literally, their (laughs) logo and then just a little asterisk. (laughs) Not this one.
1: (laughs) Just the most misleading.
0: That'd be good. hmm. Um, Okay, so uh, tell me about this. You uh, start doing comedy in Australia. Uh, Justin Mm. Hamilton tells you that you need to hold on to something, which is good. Uh, You do raw comedy. Yep. Uh, now, how to, tell tell people about how that went. What's the what's the raw comedy process like? Because I know there's a lot of uh, people who listen to this podcast mm. who are thinking about getting into comedy or they want to try it, and Raw is often... The first place where they yeah, try it. Do yeah. you recommend Raw as being a good place to try comedy for the first time? Yeah,
1: in Australia, absolutely. Because when, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's changed since then, but when I started, if you do Raw, Ro- Will just took his shirt off, everybody. I took my jumper
0: <laughs> off, managed to keep my t shirt <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. And you've got uh,
1: sheep music on it. But Oh my God. <laughs>
0: I did not even realize that. That is is like the best comedy reveal. That's like a no one can see. That's like one of your bits. That's like taking off, and there's like a joke somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. That is the first (laughs) pass the parcel joke that I put on a podcast that nobody can see. (laughs) I wouldn't have even noticed, by the way. I'm glad you noticed that my t-shirt is entirely covered in sheet music.
1: that was beautiful okay so raw okay, yeah. comedy you, mm. you
0: start doing it in Adelaide do yeah you, do yeah. you win the Adelaide uh, heats finals whatever yeah, it is yeah I
1: actually did uh, so I, I um, the first year I got through to the state finals uh-huh. and uh, didn't go through Rob Hunter went through oh, which fair Canadian. enough as well Rob fantastic Hunter. guy uh, and then I, I entered again the following year I think you could the, the maximum times you can enter is two I think or it was at the time that I did it unfortunately the second year that I entered I, I got through to the, the nationals and that was the one at, in fact you You were hosting. Oh, was it? You hosted that. that Yeah, I found a tape when I was back in Adelaide uh, of of that raw comedy final. When you know how they used to put it. I don't. Do they still do it on ABC?
0: Yeah, I think so. Although I think this year they didn't. I think this was the first year that they hadn't. Okay, they're still filming it. Yeah, and and it is great that they. I mean, because to me the thing about raw is the prize is or all, cuz all, as i always cuz i've hosted that national final four or five times i yeah, think and yeah. i would always say to people beforehand is like just enjoy this gig cuz yeah. when you first start out it's honestly one of the best gigs you'll do probably for the first yeah, genuinely. you know 5 years of your career so yeah. you might as well just enjoy it and i always thought the prize was that you got a spot on TV. Yeah. You know, everyone who gets to the national final gets to do like a, a TV spot in front of a pretty warm audience and you've got that bit of tape. And And, and I, I don't think it ever matters who wins or loses. It's just nah. more like, you know, you get to have that opportunity and just decide if you want to do it or not.
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, it, it was incredible. It was a great opportunity. In fact, watching the video as well, it says like, uh, it does that thing where it says, like, oh, Beckill, uh is interested in this and does this. And it says, and her inspirations include, right? And we were given a sheet before the, uh-huh. the thing where we had to, like, fill out this questionnaire. And I didn't realise it was going to say, like, who are your inspirations? And I, I had just went, had a blank mind. And all I could remember was that when we grew up, we used to listen to tapes of Bill Cosby in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> So, so I so I wrote Bill Cosby, isn't it? Like right. Yeah. And for anyone who has seen me and potentially seen Bill Cosby, you'll know that there are some differences between us. I mean you're less rapey. Yeah, certainly. Like that is less rapey. <laughs> like I would say almost a hundred percent less
0: rapey, as far as I know. I mean certainly from your work and what I've read. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I would say
0: you're almost a hundred percent less I try less
1: rapey. really hard not to be rapey. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: yeah. Uh, look, we didn't know he was rapey at e- at your age either, so no, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> maybe when you're 70 Oh, this, this podcast has taken a dark turn Oh, I'm just saying maybe Let's not rule anything out You know
1: Nothing is impossible, Nothing people is,
0: Hey, we all love Rolf Harris when he was your age too So yeah. uh, You know Yeah um, So, Bill Cosby, that's one that gets every But we all have said over the years Because Cosby's, was in He's Australia, pretty much the only person you could also get on record Like, when I first started, particularly, probably by the time you were coming through, there was more access. But I remember when I first started, you know, you had to find, like, records or cassette tapes Mm -hmm. of people. And it was really just Cosby, Bob Newhart, Billy Connolly. Yeah. You know, there wasn't... A lot of it was all
1: like the classics that you 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 think of Monty Python,
0: you know, those sort of things. Yeah, absolutely. But it wasn't like you could download, you know, obscure kind of old comics from, you know. Well, then,
1: watching this thing, it was like, uh, and next up is Beck Hill, who uh, enjoys, I don't know, cheese, and her inspirations are Bill Cosby. And then I walk out in this like little red dress, like, hello, everybody. (laughs) Like, as if, as if I was going to be like, what's the deal? Like, (laughs) <laughs> it just would have been the worst. Theo! <laughs> why,
0: why is she doing that Theo thing? That's weird. <laughs> just all blacked up. Just talking yeah. about Rudy. Oh yeah, it was very edgy. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. didn't like it, but ever, all no. the others <laughs> thought it was fantastic. Um, so you so you do raw comedy. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and then, how long do you do comedy in Australia for before you decide that you're going to come over to the UK? Uh,
1: yeah, so I did it for about uh, a year and a half in Adelaide, and then moved to Melbourne because mm-hmm. there's a bigger comedy scene over there. And then I was in Melbourne for about two and a half years or something. And then uh, in 2008, I moved over to. Well, I thought what I'll do is I'll do Edinburgh Fringe. And then I'll – because I got my British passport and I was like, I'll stay in Edinburgh and see what gigs are happening there. Because I was working in Bowling Alley in Melbourne. Like, there wasn't really much keeping, you know, keeping me there. Oh, and I so, mean, you um, didn't
0: think you could work your way up the strike empire?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think you find it was kingpin. Oh, kingpin. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Well, you could
0: have been the kingpin I could have. I could have been John or, Goodman. Or was there a glass ceiling where you're like, it's called kingpin, it's not called queenpin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Clearly yeah.
0: a woman is never going to get this job.
1: Oh, uh, we had a woman's night that would happen at Kingpin Bowling, like
0: ladies' night or woman's like night, a, or a ladies' ladies' night. League ladies' or lady or was it a, like a what so was it was the like vibe? it was
1: like a hens' do that would happen okay. like once right. a month or uh-huh. something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they do it once a month. Let's not look into it <laughs> no. too much. And uh, and so it was. I guess it was to try and get more women to the to the thing because it was bowling alley and a, a video games arcade, which I loved, uh-huh. but. Funnily enough, the target demographic they wanted were uh, ladies who don't normally play video games and go bowling. Yep. So they were trying to attract them. So what they would do is they like they could all go bowling and get unlimited video games and specials on cocktails and this sort of thing. But they would also have strippers. And, uh, like male strippers. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who owned it – oh, this might <laughs> turn into slander now. But the guy who owned it, I don't know if he does. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> he uh, – um, so he was the one who came up with the idea for ladies mm-hmm. night and he was a bit of a sleaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you had to take him with a pinch of salt cause he was quite, I don't know, like he wasn't a big enough threat for us to be sort of offended by his sleaziness. Yeah, I know. Just a general yeah. level
0: of sleaziness. Yeah. Like yeah. Old school, natural sleaziness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Sure. But also in the sort of sense of you going, ah if nothing's going to happen, is it? Right. But, yeah. yeah. It's like,
0: it's like, oh, it's like, it's like you, uh, everybody, you know what? He's a great uncle, but just don't like stay too yeah. long in the pool room alone with him.
1: He looked, a- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He looked a don't bit. Don't sit on
0: his knee to party. That's all I'm saying. He's a great bloke, but yeah. if he hugs you for too long, just step away yourself. That's all Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just have a safe word. He's a great guy, but if I hear you say bananas loudly, yeah, yeah. I know it's time for me to come over and break it up. That's all I'm saying.
1: Um, the, physically, uh, George Costanza, like, oh, is the nice. best way yep. I can describe cool. it. And uh, and so anyway, they they would get, have these male strippers there, and he decided that he also wanted to strip. At this thing Like oh. he'd already worked out His uh-huh. own little routines and stuff And he was the only stripper Of all the, the strippers Who would actually get fully naked Each uh-huh. time as well So it was just basically he put on a night Where it was an excuse for him To get his wang out Right and uh, one night, my mum was in <laughs> now, town. just
0: for the record, okay. Now, he's yeah. Costanza looking, right? Yeah. What do the other male strippers look like? If you had to compare them to, like, you know, say another celebrity, what sort of shape and physique do they have?
1: Uh, Channing Tatum. Right. Right, yeah. So yeah, So you've got Channing
0: Tatum and Channing Potatum. Yeah. You've got little Georgie <laughs> Costanza. Irish friend, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: and then little and, George Costanza. Right, yeah, okay. And uh, he also, he'd always come up with a theme as well. Like, the other strippers would just come on and then undress to a song. But he would, like, come on and do, like... A cowboy theme, and he would come in like dressed as a cowboy. There'd be like a vague, he would have worked out a storyline. Like, he would always get one of the other girls who worked at the bar to, like, help him with the storyline. So she would come on and then get kidnapped by one of the other girls and then he would have to go save her by taking off his clothes.
0: This was his real passion. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, he did not want to be in the bowling industry. He'd always wanted to be a stripper. And it, he's, like, one of those people who, like, has another business but, like, wants to be a op- stand-up so opens an open mic at yeah. the actual business. Yeah, yeah, He's the equivalent of that. Yeah, he, he was is. an open mic stripper.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I'm running yeah. my own open mic. Open magic mic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, open magic mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what this guy was He yeah. was the guy who was like We'll get some pros in So we get a crowd <laughs> Yeah we'll, get, we'll make it ladies night Free video games Yeah yeah And ev- that gets a big crowd in It and, looks like and they're supporting me He's the guy yeah. Who essentially starts his own room So he can get stage time
1: Yeah He is that He's that guy, oh, yeah. Open Magic mark. And then one time, uh, my mum was in town, and I wanted to spend time with her, but I was working. So I said, "Mum, it's a ladies' night. Come along, have some free drinks, play some video games, and I'm going to work." And I said to her, "I just will warn you that there's strippers, but like now,
0: tell me about your because um, I don't mean to." Uh, like, I just want to know. I, I don't have any a, a, a knowledge one way or the other. Yeah. But I know you're religious, right? Are you yeah. a Christian? Yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are your parents Christian no. as well? No, oh, Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that – so well, what sort of – like, is she open-minded? Your mum wouldn't mind going to not uh, as yeah, a not a Oh, yeah, no, stripper? yeah, she's really
1: okay. open-minded. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would argue that I am as well, actually. But no, no, I'm sure um, you are, <laughs> but I just, I,
0: I just wanted to get context. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, exactly. I, I didn't know if it was like a fire and brimstone oh, sort of yeah. uprising or whether it was no. like – no, no, no. We're
1: not building up to like a crazy – and then <laughs> she said fire to him or something <laughs> yeah. like uh, but she came she came along and I said like there are strippers so and she's like oh it's fine it's all a bit of fun and so uh, uh, she and I started playing walking dead together uh-huh. um uh, sorry house of living dead i say oh, ha- yeah. house of living dead so we had the you know with the guns the yep. proper arcade game uh we're playing that and then um It was on the middle and then I I got called over to the bar. So I said, I'm just going to leave you here. I'm going to go to the bar. While I was at the bar, the strippers came out and then my boss came out. He did a James Bond theme. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, you're missing his best moves, right? So one of the things he used to do (laughs) is (laughs) when he was down to a G string Uh and all the women would be like mashed by this stage. Like they'd be so out of it. So they actually were into it and encouraging him. Uh, and then he he would go up to them, and he if someone was sitting on a chair, he'd put his foot up on like the table next to them. <sighs> uh, pour Baileys like the most Hang on, the Baileys what? The, the sort of the, Baileys the one Irish cure. cream. Yeah,
0: like, Where would he pour that?
1: <laughs> he would pour it down his thigh, like and then diarrhea. Just, yeah. So it looked like
0: he was like, is that what it was meant to look like? Because that's what it would look like <laughs> if you had Baileys running down your inner thigh. It would look like you had diarrhea. That is not sexy. <laughs>
1: pour it down his inner thigh and then, like, grab their head from behind and just, like, mash their face into his thigh oh, yeah. for, like, them to lick it off. Right. And they'd be like, ah! But they're, like, faces all smooshed up against this sweaty inner Bailey's thigh. It was so horrible. And then I remember once he got a drunk lady and he made her lie on the bar. and then he- I can also imagine
0: these women going home to their, their, like, husbands, partners, whatever, you know, whatever it is. And just like, what do you stink of Bailey's?
1: <laughs> you whore! <laughs> It's like all curdled by the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy cream.
0: <laughs> What's, what What do you reek of Bailey's and why is your, your – are, these aren't even your shoes. <laughs> what, whose shoes are you wearing? These are Bowling Alley shoes.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, and But the best signature move that he had was that he, he – so he got this lady to lie down on a bar and put a shot glass in her mouth, and then he climbed over on all fours and then put the Baileys in his Uh Uh, (laughs) G-string. And then he had, like, the nozzle, and then he would, like, thrust to, like, try and squirt out the Baileys from the end of the bottle and try and get it in the shot glass, but he never did. So he just set it up like this lady would get, like, Baileys all up her nose. (laughs) All in her hair. (laughs) It's like weird Bailey's Bukaki type thing. It was like nasty ass.
0: And he never got it in the cup. (laughs) Not
1: once. And of course, they'd be so drunk, they'd be like, (laughs) what? (laughs) i <laughs> just like, and it was at that point I was like, I need to move overseas, oh, but uh, but yeah. So all um, oh, this was happening, and then he got full monty, got fully naked, uh-huh. and I was like, oh jeez, collector's clothes, yeah.
0: The uh, eleventh pin, as they would call it, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his butt cheeks and seven seven ten split. <laughs> You know
0: what he should have done? He should have done one of those moves where he went and stood over the like. If he wants to do something sexy, stand over the thing that blows your hands. Like that, you are your hands on. Mr. Burns does it just like. (laughs) Put put your balls in the ball polisher. That's what. That's a finishing move for open magic (laughs) Mike. Balls in the ball polisher, yeah. closing move. Or slide naked down the line.
1: <laughs> yeah. He stands on it, the, the floor's so shiny, you're getting this horrible angled view from below. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went, uh, this all happened, it finished. And then I, I ducked out from behind the bar to see how my mum was. And she was still shooting zombies. And uh, and uh, yeah, I was so proud of her. And she was still shooting zombies. And I said to her, oh, So the strippers happened? She went, Yeah. And I said, yeah, my boss stripped, and she went. I know. And she turned to me, and she goes, "I saw his Willie." And she turns back at the game, keeps shooting, and then she just looks at me again, stops shooting, and goes, "I've seen bigger." Looks back at the game, shoots one last zombie, and finishes the game. I was like, "You are officially the coolest woman in the world."
0: <laughs> Drops the gun. Yeah, yeah, Walks out yeah. The venue. Shoot me out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's the best. I, I I wanna I wanna meet this guy now. I wanna <laughs> I wanna get to one of these ladies' nights. This sounds like the greatest night ever taken of all time. Uh, so what were some of the other themes? I just before we move on from yeah, this. James yeah. Bond, cowboy, anything <laughs> else that sticks in mind that he busted out?
1: Oh, what I did a policeman one. Oh, that's of kind course. of stock standard. Yeah. yeah, you have to do a policeman. Do you think man.
0: he had his own costumes or was he
1: Yeah like, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> 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 but like he would buy them on company money. <laughs> because because it was for work. <laughs> I know this because I was like, "Oh, that's a great costume," and he was like, "Yeah, I know. Yep. I bought it for tonight." And I was like, "Oh, so you've so for tax?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." That's he he definitely saw it as a as a way of getting more people into the bowling alley.
0: Uh, man, well, you know, <laughs> if if that bowling alley is still open, it may well now that this has gone out there. I think people might be lining up. So you, you decide that that's you know you've seen the best of Australian show business. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's time for you to go to Edinburgh now. Had you been to Edinburgh before that?
1: I'd been there as a punter in two thousand and four, no five. And when
0: you went for the first time, what year was that?
1: Uh, Yeah, two
0: thousand five. Yeah. Um, So, what were you? Were you doing a solo show?
1: Uh, no, that year. So I just went and oh, watched you went and stuff. Yeah, that went year. and visited, and then in two
0: thousand when I went over,
1: show. I didn't actually. I didn't take a show. I what it is? I went over and I worked it. Um, so I worked for the Good Balloon. Oh yeah, okay. Because I thought what I'll do is I'll work it. I'll get an idea for the f- like. I'll get a feel of the place, um, and then and also I wasn't entirely sure if my show was ready yet for for Edinburgh Fringe, um. So it gave me coming in another year to work on it, um. But, but- I, I stayed in Edinburgh. Uh, after the, the festival to try and keep doing comedy.
0: There. Okay. Yeah. So tell me what what was it like moving over here? Because how old were you when you moved to the UK? Uh,
1: so I was 21.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're 21 years old, which is like mm. a thing that a lot of young Australians do, come over yeah, to the UK yeah. anyway. Yeah. But w- what w- what's that like? I never moved away. F- I mean, I moved away to, from home to go to university and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't travel really like properly, like a yeah, way yeah. to live until I was – you know, in sort of late twenties, or you know, like that yeah. sort of thing, and even then, it was still pretty confronting to go to a new place where you don't know anyone and have to try to start again. Yeah, what was that process like for you when you first moved?
1: Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as hard because I'd already moved to Melbourne previously, so mm. I'd already been away from my family for a couple of years before that. So, and I, I kind of talked to them just as much as I did when I was in Melbourne, right. if not sometimes more. So that's, uh, it just means I see them less, unfortunately. But, um, so that part of things wasn't harder. It was harder not having all of my mates and also a completely different industry to work in. So I I, I had to start again, essentially. No one knew who I was or or what I did or anything like that. And that was really hard. It took me years until I finally was able to kind of, eventually I had to move down to London because there's just not enough. Edinburgh is actually a lot like Adelaide, like great during Fringe, outside of it. It's a bit of a struggle if you're not already in the uh, scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: so, one of the, uh, that's the. I mean, I, I have a lot of uh, time for Adelaide, but I yeah. also, I also um, always find it hilarious when international comedians come out and they've only ever played the Adelaide Fringe and that's their only impression of what Adelaide's like. Right. And they think that Adelaide's like that. Yeah. All the year. you guys are mental. Yeah. No, yeah, oh, sure. no. Come back in yeah.
1: May. Yeah. <laughs> go, go and raise some kids, or maybe die. Right. I'm so sorry, Adelaide. I love you very much.
0: (laughs) No, but I mean, I just think it's like like you said with Edinburgh. If you went to Edinburgh during Fringe, you would be like, well, this is the most vibrant artistic place in the entire world. And for that month, it probably is. I can't really imagine anywhere else in the world. I mean, it's the world's biggest Fringe and Arts Festival. You have all those big festivals happening at the same time and the entire town is taken over by it. I can't think of any other event where the entire – you know, sort yeah. of city is taken over by something in that way. So, I mean, it is kind of incredible. What? So, tell me what Edinburgh is like to be in when it's not festival time. Apart from the work stuff, is it a is it a beautiful place to just kind of? Oh, live it's and-
1: stunning. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, so I uh, at the same time I, um, uh, was had had gotten together with uh, with my now fiance, mm-hmm. um, and so we moved in together and got a flat. Um, on Rose Street which is like just off of Princess Street uh-huh. like really central and we had a, a room so we were in a share flat with some other people but our room was quite big and it overlooked the castle which wow. is insane yeah so it was pretty magical Yeah, and uh, and that was really amazing and it is a beautiful city um, but that does kind of wear off once you realise, that, oh, yeah. there's no gigs, <laughs> nothing for <me> to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't guess really I can know steer anyone at that
0: castle or some more.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was great for. We were there for nearly a year or yeah. something, and then um, and th- then we moved down to London. So um,
0: you mentioned you're now fiancé. Yeah. There's a cool story about how he proposed, right? Can you talk about this?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, He proposed – it's nearly two years ago now Uh in Edinburgh Fringe Uh uh, at the end of my show. Um, He knew – there's a bit that I do about ten minutes from the end with audience interaction, and he was supposedly back in London, mm-hmm. so I didn't suspect anything. And then oh,
0: so he so tell me how he was supposed. So he had he gone back to London and yeah. then snuck back.
1: Yeah, exactly. So oh, he'd been okay. up for two weeks and uh-huh. then gone back to London for his job, and then uh, I was doing the show and then got to the ten minutes before the end of the show, and then I said, you know, oh, does anyone does anyone know what they would do if someone tried to mug them, and then I saw this hand go up. And uh, I said, yes. And then he said, I would propose. And I was like, that's a stupid answer. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what
0: a dickhead. Who would do that? Like, Stop ruining my show. <laughs> yeah, <you? laughs>
1: exactly. I can't do anything with that. And uh, But then I saw them stand up and I was like, oh, oh, oh no. Security. Yeah, I genuinely. For Because all I could see was a silhouette. And I was right. like, and my first thought was, oh, it's a weirdo from Twitter. <sighs> Some like, crazy stalker. I was like, it's someone from Twitter. Yeah, totally. And I, and I just was, ex- I was like, oh no. And when I saw them coming to the stage, it j- like I was terrified and no one was stopping them because everyone else was a bit confused like is this part of the show or whatever which which made me realize if you ever want to kill someone do it during a show because the audience will just sit there and watch
0: I mean, that is, honestly, people never know whether it's part of the show or not. Yeah. Like, the amount of times even when you say, this is not part of the show. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Danny Boy fell off the front of the stage on the road show or when he was on tour in regional Australia, and people, like, laughed for about the first 45 seconds before they realised, oh, fuck, he's fallen off the front of the stage. (laughs) Like, he just, like, didn't see where the front was and fell off. But everyone's like, oh, look at this. Danny's doing physical stuff now. This is, like, hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, he might be dead. Sorry. yeah. Uh, we should check on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Phil Nichol okay. did that the other night as well. Oh, really? Yeah, fell off stage.
0: Yeah, I can imagine it wouldn't be the first time that...
1: Yeah, although it wasn't his fault this time. The- there was a-, a curtain that looked like it was attached to the wall. Oh. Wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. it fell down the back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had one of those. I know, like, this guy's genius. And then <laughs> later he was, like, bleeding through his trousers.
0: <laughs> Still also the only person I've ever known who's broken their penis, so...
1: yeah. <laughs> Not from falling off stage, though. No, no that was not no, from that. No, uh, no, so like this guy's, this guy's hilarious. So, when do you realize that it's your boyfriend? Oh like- yeah, yeah. So it wasn't until he reached the stage and he came into the lights, okay. and then I was, I was like, oh okay, it's him. And then I was like, oh no, hang on, it's not. It can't be him because he's back in London. And then also, what he'd done, which is very cute in hindsight. Um, he thought it'd be romantic if he cut his hair and shaved so he looked like he did when we first met. Oh, nice. Yeah, had...
0: cleaned himself up and kind of back to this thing. But, yeah. But made him a bit unrecognisable to you coming through the dark.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. And so my brain went, oh, it's Gavin. And then I went, oh, no, it can't be Gavin because it doesn't quite look like him and he's back in London. It's Gavin from the past. And then my brain went, oh, it's Gavin from the past. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> and then when that, when my brain did that, it went, what's more realistic? It's real or You're dreaming. And so I went, Oh, this is a dream. I'm still asleep. And genuinely went into shock. Like convince myself, oh, I'm asleep. So right. any minute I'm going to wake up in a second. So he got down on my knee and asked me to marry him yeah. and I stood there waiting to wake up because I was just like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't happening. So I'll just wait patiently while that happens. And then it wasn't until I looked out into the front row and there was a lady sitting in the front row who started crying. and I was like, I don't think my dream would put a random person I don't know crying in my dream. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is actually happening. And I was like, oh, oh, yes, oh, yeah. And I was really confused. I was in shock for about two days until I was like, oh, I'm engaged. That's nice. It's one of those things
0: where I guess those sort of things are um, wonderfully romantic and brilliant, of course. But, of course, if it's a complete surprise to the other person, particularly in an environment where you did not see that surprise coming.
1: It's terrifying. Yeah, Yeah, it was absolutely (laughs) terrifying.
0: I've had a few uh, people propose in my shows. Not. To be, oh, yeah. but like uh, you know, they might message me beforehand. And look, most of the time, I get a lot more asks than I like. A because I don't want to be known as the guy that like, oh yeah, I'm gonna to propose to my girlfriend. Yeah, I'm imagine going to if
1: do- going to see Will Anderson became some sort of code for I'm gonna to propose to, oh, yeah. to, to yeah. my yeah. girlfriend. honey, I got purpose. you Will
0: Anderson tickets. She's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to marry this guy. <laughs> No, I just wanted to go and see him. <laughs> so, but I've had a few over the years, and the ones that I will tend to, if somebody genuinely like, sometimes you'll get them like, like, "Hey, we're coming to your show on Tuesday." and I'm thinking about you're yeah, proposing to my girlfriend, and I'm like, "Well, no, you haven't thought about that enough." Yeah. But it's I, like there was one uh, in particular who contacted me nearly six months out, told me their whole story, the fact oh, that they wow. one of their first, I think their first date had been at one of my shows, and then they came every year, and it was kind of important things like that. And I'm like, yeah, "Well, yeah, yeah, we'll find a." we can find a way for this to kind of work and to make it happen and whatever. But it's one of those things where the whole show, uh, cause I always do it at the end. Cause what if yeah. she says, no, I don't want to fuck up the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: but secondly, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, there is that nervous tension the whole time of like, even I'm just like, do a good show. You don't want this to be like a terrible yeah, show. And of this course. is their memory. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I saw a couple where the comic proposed to his girlfriend during the show and he'd had a rough gig, but he'd been planning like for months that he was going to, that night, propose to his girlfriend. So he was like adamant he was going to do it, but it was like, it was a terrible night. Like it was, oh. no one liked him. Like it was, he was getting no laughs. He was, and it was partly because he was so nervous right. that the audience, because he was nervous. Yeah. And like, he wasn't engaged in the
0: show. He was thinking no. about something else. Yeah, exactly. Should have proposed early yeah. on a tough night. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you get the crowd on he board. You would have won them. Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. In
0: fact, next time I have a tough gig, I'm just going to br- pretend I'm, proposing to my girlfriend yeah. and the audience and I'll get the tech to yell at
1: yes yeah. oh, okay
0: here's some jokes about politics <laughs> here's some ob- observations about have my have I mom.
1: shown you my arm
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so now you're living in London and you're, you're, you know, you're engaged to be married and you're you're living this life. You've been – it it seems to be going pretty well now, right? Yeah, The the comedy you've kind of found is – is there a niche for what you do here or is it work across most of the rooms and spaces? Like what's the scene like here in regard to a performer like you?
1: Yeah, for me it is mainly a niche. Like uh, generally I won't do gigs unless the promoter's seen me Mm -hmm. and knows what I do because then I know that, promoters will know what their room is like and what their audiences want so if they have seen me and then book me off the bat of that then i'm like uh, off the back of that then i'm like okay right we're gonna have some fun it's probably my sort of crowd if someone just asked me to do a gig but they've never seen me before or they haven't like i haven't been recommended it's just like a random they've just put the word out there for anyone kind of say oh well here's some videos of me first come back to me and let me know if that's what you're after cuz if I am not offended like some people do just want some really solid observational stand up and like I enjoy that sort of stuff as well it's not probably my my best thing like it's not my forte so I'd rather they book a comic who's going to give their audience what they want
0: than, I no, I agree with yeah. you like I mean I think particularly for you know people who well, I think of everybody, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you know, it's best to have a crowd that are into the sort of thing that you do. Yeah. Like, you know, um it, it, and it is one of those things where sometimes, like, you know, you'll have someone come to, you know, my show and be like, oh, yeah, it's not Sam Simmons. No, it's not Sam Simmons. No, no. It's nothing like yeah. Sam Simmons. But you're
1: Australian and a man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sam Simmons is Sam Simmons. Yeah. He's got that covered. Oh, <laughs> yeah, And yeah. he's nailing it. Yeah. You don't need an extra Sam Simmons. We've got one and he's enough. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> But it is that sort of thing, isn't it, that it's much better because I've seen Sam over the years because I think Sam's a good example Mm. because he's always been brilliant as far Mm. as I'm concerned, like from when I first saw him through to now, but... Part of it is that now the reason he's being so successful is part that he's more in control of that brilliance. But yeah. part of it is really that they're just starting to get rid of the people in the audience that were not making it fun for everyone who was there to yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. The more people you have that support it or are into it, then the funnier it is for everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't,
0: yeah. I don't necessarily subscribe to that idea that some people have that you have to be able to play every audience. I no. think it's much more like find what audiences you know like you and support you, and then. You know, if Sam's got an audience who are completely on your side and I imagine it's the same with you, it yeah. just gives you scope to go more and more and more into what you do best. Yeah,
1: you can enjoy it so you can play with it yeah. and then the audience uh, and like the fact that you're enjoying playing with stuff and it becomes really special. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh,
0: do you like living in London?
1: I do now. It took me like about four or five years uh, to to like it because it can be a pretty depressing place coming from somewhere with – Blue skies and green – lots of parks and trees and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I find it um, – I find it a bit confronting. Like the weather yeah. and the – what do you – what? I mean, tell me this. And mm. again, I mean, I, I know heaps of British people that I love. But there's something about a mass of British people that I find a little – I don't know, kind of just overwhelming or like I don't know what it is. It's
1: London. So I actually – I wouldn't say it's British. I would say it's London. Um, That
0: firstly is a really good point. Sorry. I'm just – I had something on my computer we wanted to talk about and then my computer just turned off during the (laughs) thing and I'm like I'm going to get back to that. But I – um. Yeah, so you think that's a London thing?
1: Yeah, well, I, I did a show in Liverpool last night, mm-hmm. and uh, and the audience—it was in a theater. It was a preview in a theater, so firstly, the audience had come specifically to see me do a preview. Yeah. So they were already in open. that mood. Yeah, they're yep. in it. They're, yeah, they're pretty up for it. So they were great, but everyone was so that like, people were just so chatty beforehand and afterwards as well. Like the everyone I bumped into and spoke to, even in the cafes and stuff. My cab driver—I got—I had to catch a cab because I had all my equipment with me to the train station. It's like a five-minute drive, right? And in London, if you're like, I'm just going to the train station, it's five minutes down the road, they'd be like, no, and then just drive on, you know, because it's not worth it. They're like, fuck
0: you, walk to the train station. Yeah, exactly. Or get a train to the train station. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: How about that? Oh, no, the train doesn't go all the way
0: there? We'll catch a cab to where you're going then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly it. It's exactly it. Um, So I got in the cab and he's like, where are you going? I said, oh, just the train station. And I went, I'm really sorry. And he went... What are you talking about? And I went, oh, it's, it's not a very long drive. And he went, hey, a fair's a fair, you know, like it, it all helps. Right. And, and also, I was like, yes, that's the attitude. Thank you.
0: Well, it is the attitude. But yeah. also that's the thing that I never get about that is, yes, it's only a, like a five-minute fair, but it's also only five minutes out of your d- night.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, unless there's
0: two people down the road, right, here, are you going to find another person in the next five minutes who's exactly. going somewhere?
1: Yeah, and also most of his work he's going to get is at the train station. Right. So for him, it was probably a, a better deal.
0: Yeah, but that guy just, was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a good guy. We yeah, like this guy. exactly. Liverpool taxi driver.
1: So Liverpool, got, yeah, and they just all seemed really happy and you find that in most places outside of London, the, the attitudes of people, they're generally a bit happy, a bit... Um, More open and and looking forward to to talking to you and stuff. Whereas in London, there's this sort of, there's a creeping suspicion that hangs over everyone that if someone, if you don't know someone, then they're after something. Like you can't be nice for the sake of being nice. If people come up to me, I I get, people ask me for directions a lot. And I Uh think it's just because I've got a pretty non-threatening face. Sure. Um, and
0: mm. I like. <laughs> Described by Chortle as having a non threatening face. Yeah, I should describe
1: by Chortle as someone who entered the stage looking like a five year old who dressed themselves for the first time. <laughs> That's. <laughs> 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 but also, I would I would argue that that is non threatening. So. Yeah. People always and ask me. And also
0: delightful. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so um, they always ask me directions. and But there's always an element, like, unless. Uh, I've got a particular innocent vibe from them. Mm-hmm. There's always an element... As soon as someone engages me in, in chatting here, I will... Um, if I'm wearing a bag, I'll move it from my back onto my front mm-hmm. so that I know that someone's not coming up behind me and rifling through it. Yep. I'll like, keep an eye on my pockets. I become really standoffish as soon as... I, like some guys stop me to say... He like, oh, I had some headphones that had like little ears on them because I'm quirky like that. Yeah, and You're uh, a five year old who's dressed as exactly. For the first time. Yeah, There were Hello Kitty ones. I did get them <laughs> in the kids section, um, and a guy came up to just say, oh, "I like it," and he had so, he was like, "Are you into anime?" and just like wanted to ask. And he was like, I don't know, he was probably trying to chat me up or whatever. But at the same time, I was still like, oh, no, you're going to try and you're going to try and pickpocket me. That was my first thought. It wasn't wasn't. Oh, this is someone who maybe just wants friendship or to have a chat or is just bored or whatever. No, this is someone who wants to steal something from me. And um, yeah, it's it's. I don't like how London's made me a bit like that. But at the same it does. Time.
0: But it does have that feeling about it, yeah. whether it's justified or not. Yeah. I, even I, as a visitor, it, it's one of those places. I've been to places that are demonstrably much more dangerous than this. Yeah. And like, but there is something about London that makes you think you're going to get pickpocketed. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't know if it's got anything to do with all the statistics of people getting pickpocketed. I mean, that's or... probably
0: part of it. <laughs> yeah. But I bet there's statistics about people being – like I've walked down like streets at night in like you know, cities in America that I'm sure that like I shouldn't have been walking down at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. sometimes when I'm halfway down the street I'm like, ooh – am I the only white person here? Yeah, yeah. Like, make sure you're speaking loudly in your Australian accent so they know you're one yeah. of the good ones.
1: Well, that's it, isn't it? Like the Australian accent is a passport into being trusted, I reckon. <laughs> right. Like people have time for us. It's that I love gigging in Ireland because you can, and i was, got my friends here and they're like, you gig in Ireland a lot? And I was like, yeah, why don't you? It's a really nice scene over there. And they're like, there's still a lot of rooms where, with an English accent, you don't quite get away with it, especially Northern Ireland. No, I, I mean, I like, oh. in
0: I think there's like, I find it interesting touring around like that because I can find that English audiences can be a bit snobby to Australians, right? But, like snobby, like a bit more like it's when they're not as clever as we are, you know? Yeah, they yeah, won't give you yeah. credit for like things that probably you are doing because they just have that like sneery sort of.
1: You I know, get that on Twitter. People like explain my jokes back to me. I'm yep. just like yeah, yeah. That's my I joke. Know, that's why I tweeted that. Like, I can't, I can't. Th- I mean, have I might be. S- have a little you bit- seen
0: that new uh, Twitter site? Yes, that's the yes, joke. Yes, that's the joke. Yeah, possibly the best thing on the internet at the, the moment. I know, I
1: know who started oh, it. Oh, that's you? my claim to fame now. Know oh. no, the guy. Yeah. That's
0: well, it's a funny. Yeah, it's, it's a good funny
1: website. I and, got to. The, it's so great as well because I've been able to start using it in. So someone, I tweeted a joke yesterday. I I, I said um, I said oh. Uh, I didn't want to make things sticky, so I just swigged cough medicine out of a bottle uh, and then realised what it looked like. All these people on this train must think I have a cough. Right. right just, you know. <laughs> nice. And then a guy replied to me He said, or an addiction to cough medicine. Mm. And <laughs> Yes. And, I, and then so I tweeted back, looks like somebody wants to get featured on at Yes, That's the Joke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <see? laughs>
0: Helping the internet. Yeah. Uh, all right. I wanted to – I turned back on my computer because I wanted to talk to you about something today um, that uh, I just found this. I'm always fascinated on this show by different laws that still exist in different oh, yeah, places. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, here's a few. I just thought I'd run you through and you can you know, see if you uh, like any of these. Um, mm-hmm. Number one on this list uh, is uh, did you know that it is illegal – you've lived in Victoria. Did you know it's illegal for anyone except a qualified electrician to change a light bulb in Victoria?
1: What?
0: Yep. That's- still on the books. <laughs> you ever change a light globe when you uh, were you in uh, when you were living in Melbourne? No, I was in a, a share house. Oh, we so lived in a-
1: darkness right. for months.
0: <laughs> we don't want to break the law, mate. <laughs> and we can't afford a licensed electrician. <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good one. All right, let's uh, how about this. Uh, the law in Milan, you ever been to Milan?
1: No.
0: Uh, the law in Milan says that citizens must smile at all times. <laughs> Or else they receive a fine. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's like the most ironic use of the word fine. Right. Are you feeling fine? No. <laughs> it's
0: also not real happiness if you're just smiling at all times, yeah, you know, just to avoid getting a fine. Imagine
1: if you arrived in a city and everyone was just walking around with that really fake smile. Like you'd be like, "Oh, there's robots here." Yeah. Or yeah. you
0: just do that thing of just going, "Can you help me?" My uh, my pet's just been killed, and everyone's just grinning like idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Come yeah. On, this is horrible. The
1: funerals are horrible. <laughs> Imagine that. Funerals in Malawi. <laughs> like. Crying while smiling, or sitting there. (laughs) I'm I'm really happy. I'll miss you, Grandma. But I'm. I'm very happy. The police are just standing there waiting <laughs> to find people.
0: Well, that's what it'd be like. That's your revenue raises. Yeah. You know, going by funerals, picking up sad people. Yeah.
1: You know how with some... Going you know, by, like,
0: <laughs> emo concerts and, like, oh, the Cure's in town. That'll be a good all night. All those
1: famous Milano emo concerts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, M-
0: you know all those. I don't really know.
1: <laughs> you, you know those... um. You know how you, they, they, sometimes they talk about in the news where um, the, a council will put in an illegal parking thing or, around a car that's yes. being parked and then, like, tow it or, like, find them or yes. whatever. I'd like to see that in Milan where they, like, purposefully try and do horrible things <laughs> to people just in order to raise revenue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: go down don't... Just go, like, walk down the street with a picture of, like, a dead puppy.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, is...
0: right, I mean, smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, In Florida, it's illegal for a person to pass wind in public after 6 (laughs) p.m. on a Thursday. That is a real law.
1: Also, when does that finish? Because technically it's always after 6 p.m. on a a Thursday. Like Friday is after 6 p.m. on a Thursday. Is there
0: a window? There must be a window, right? (laughs) 6, 6 p.m. to midnight? And why Thursday? <laughs> what? Like, I mean, after 6 p.m. on Thursday is such a weird late night shopping? Or? I
1: would not get away with living in Florida wow. if that's a rule.
0: Well, I mean, in public, you can pass <laughs> yeah. as much wind as you like in your own home.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't have that. Uh, I'm like, la- uh, you know, Felicity Ward and I uh, share the same uh, affliction of IBS. Oh. So we we know sometimes a girl's got a fart. Right. Yeah. And that's what I would tell the police there as well. Yeah,
0: what's discrimination, yeah. isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. I
0: get a, well, you, you would probably get a medical exemption. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would get a little silver yeah. bracelet. Yeah, you oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, she can't help her.
0: No, fart as much as you like. like. <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> In fact,
0: we've got you a, a special farting place right close to the business. Yeah,
1: again, you've got coppers going up, going, uh, um, whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> 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 like, I denied it,
0: but like yeah we picked up two dealers yeah. drug dealers no fart dealers yeah. smelt it and dealt it
1: and how do they know how would you know like cuz some of them you can't hear
0: uh, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I imagine it would be much like they do with the dog poos and stuff, like, you know, how they can uh, genetically test them and track them back right. to the owners through DNA.
1: <laughs> they get, like, a Q-tip and wave it through the air. And and then put maybe it they'd have,
0: like, somebody with a sensitive nose, with a palate, you know, you'd need, like, a sommelier <laughs> yeah. or something who goes the around farts. and, like, yeah, <laughs> a fart sommelier. <laughs> and they're a professional. They work with the police. <laughs> It's like, you know, Mm. it's like when they get in like uh, on those TV shows, they always have like Monk or some crazy genius that works with the police force or Sherlock or whatever. They get in their fart guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a good vintage. Yeah. Uh (laughs) This
0: guy comes out with a really big nose. (laughs) Like protected in bubble at all times until he needs to. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, It's illegal to die. Oh, here's an England one. Here's something about England. Uh, It is illegal to die. In the Houses of Parliament in England.
1: Illegal. Wow. I mean,
0: I don't know what the punishment is. No,
1: exactly. We will bring you you back to life. (laughs) No, you can't die here. (laughs) They bring you back to life, then take you outside Parliament.
0: And then you can die. And then you can die in the street. Uh, It is illegal for anyone to have a sleeping donkey in their bathtub (laughs) after 7pm in Oklahoma. (laughs)
1: But before that, it's fine. No, mate, day, just, daytime
0: donkeys, fine. Yeah, That's Some fine. guy's
1: standing in bathtub going, get up, get up, get it's 6.59.
0: Mate, I told you. <laughs> Got to be out of here by 7. The donkey police are coming around. The
1: <laughs> donkey police. <laughs> <laughs> the ass police. <laughs> 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 They've just come over from Florida. <laughs> <gasps>
0: <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, by law, one in every five songs on the radio in Canada must be sung by a Canadian. That's not bad. Really? That's, a good, that's a good... I think that's not a bad look. That is That explains why artists. Celine
1: Dion has so many hits.
0: Bieber, Dion.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Brian Adams. Yep. Um, and uh,
1: just, just those guys. <laughs> just
0: those guys. <laughs> There's someone else. What are other famous Canadian and musicians? And coming up next,
1: and we've got Bieber, Bieber, Bieber one more time.
0: Rush? No? I can, no? Oh, yeah. No, they? Oh, what about the Tea Party? I think the Tea Party are, Canadian, let's see, famous Canadian musicians. Uh, oh, famous Canadian, here we go. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Oh, of course. Of yeah, course. Yep. Uh, Avril Lavigne.
1: Oh. Uh, the
0: Bare Naked Ladies.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. The, that one song that goes uh, Chicken of China, the
0: Chicken. Everyone knows that song. <laughs> Uh, so this has been a good concert so far. We've got Linus Morissette, uh, Avril Lavigne, The Bare Naked Ladies, uh, Brian Adams, of course, mm. Celine Dion, is formally mentioned, uh, Corey Hart. Do you remember Corey Hart? No. I Wear My Sunglasses at Night.
1: Oh, is that Corey Hart? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's a nice
0: one. Um, oh, The Cowboy Junkies. They're a good band. Crash Test Dummies. Oh, yeah. There
1: yep. you go. and mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the Bare Naked Crush Test Dummies. Yeah. Super group.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would go see that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Who else have we got here from uh, Canada? I don't really know. Justin Bieber. yes, as mentioned. Michael Bublé, the boob. Oh, the boob. <laughs> yep. The boob. Neil Young. Okay, well, there yeah. you go. Look, Neil Young. Nellie Furtado. Did you oh, know that Nelly Furtado
1: was Canadian. a Canadian? I knew she was not American.
0: Yeah, I did yeah. not know. I thought, yeah, I wouldn't have... Well, there you go. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Nickelback, a ah. Canadian.
1: Oh, so that's Canada's fault that they got so much airtime. Oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nickelback. By
1: law, you have to play right. Nickelback one every five songs. Well, that
0: is also the law on Triple M in Australia. So
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the law in Canada and Triple M in Australia.
1: If this wasn't a podcast, we'd go straight to an ad break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: up next, more Nickelback. <laughs> uh, Paul Schaefer from the from the David Letterman show.
1: Oh yeah, yep.
0: Uh, he's a Canadian. Uh, famous for writing, of course, "It's Raining Men." That was his most famous song. Uh, Paul Schaffer, um, uh, Shania Twain. There you go. Oh yeah. Uh, Some forty-one, and uh, yeah, that' what they here. We're getting to the end of it. That's <laughs> like pretty much uh, you, your Canadian uh, musicians. All right, we're nearly done. Uh, it's against the law in Chicago to eat in a place that's on fire or burning down.
1: Ah, oh. illegal. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm I mean, just taking this too far.
0: It's like this, I, no, I just like the flame grilled.
1: <laughs> Imagine some guy. smoked. There's a guy like just comes out on fire. He's yeah. like, help me, help me. I'm sorry, you were sorry, eating. Just... just put handcuffs on him, yeah. <laughs> lead him to the cop car. Yeah. <laughs> on fire. <laughs> on fire. Yeah.
0: Can't put you out. You broke the law.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> if you run out of petrol on the German autobahn, you're breaking the law. Walking along the autobahn is also illegal. So I guess if you run out of petrol, you just what?
1: Die. die. <laughs> just just yeah.
0: die. Uh, in Victoria, uh, Australia, it's – oh, no, I've talked about that one before. What about this? Oh, here we go. In France, do you
1: have any pets? Uh, no, mm, no. Pet?
0: Uh, if you were going to have a pet, what would the pet be? know uh,
1: uh, a budgie.
0: A budgie? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, if
0: you were in uh, France and you had a pet pig – Yep. you would not be able to call that pig Napoleon by law. It is against the law to call a pet pig Napoleon in France. Good law. I, like I that law.
1: so want to get a pig called Napoleon now. <laughs> Just be like, stuff you, France.
0: Yeah, fuck you, France. I don't know why I'm doing this accent Look to at say that. this to you.
1: Look at that amazing French accent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not racist because you're French.
1: I am French Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just want to say to you, chicken, chicken, a tiny chicken. <laughs> 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 you have a drumstick in a <laughs>
1: Not French Canadian, Will.
0: <laughs> oh, Beckhill, you're a delight. <laughs> uh, that's it. There we go. We did a podcast. Yay. Look at that. Uh, you're the best. Where can people find you? Where can people find out about you? Where can people, like you know, listen, list, find you on the internet, follow you on Twitter, see stuff. Of yours, to me in
1: shows. Propose
0: proposed you in yeah. shows. That's already been done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like sorry if someone guys. else
0: does that, or you'll be like, heard it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. heard it, mate. <laughs> Get some new stuff.
1: Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, uh-huh. which is hill Comedian or Be Chill Comedian, uh, as someone points out to me every three days. Sure. Yep. Um, uh, Facebook is also hill Comedian. Uh, f- f- just put it into Google and loads of stuff comes
0: up. Uh, what about your cartoons? Can people see your cartoons? Are you still drawing yeah. and doing all that? Yeah. Have over the years loved some of the stuff. Like, You've
1: been one of my earliest I, fans.
0: I do. I some. Of I them remember are Justin delightful.
1: telling me that he'd sent you some little. Uh, I did them. On, I used to do them on MS Paint. Yep. And Justin said he'd sent them to you and you like them. And I remember dancing around the room, being like, <laughs> well, "I love my cartoons."
0: I do. though, but <laughs> delightful. So do you still do like stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I've got a Every now and then I'll pop something up on Tumblr, which is uh, mylifeasastickperson.tumblr.com. That's that's exactly yeah. what. Yeah, say. if there's a link to my website, the link as well. to that yeah. as well,
0: because that is it's delightful. I think people should check that out. What about um? This is going to come out, uh, so it'll be out uh, like four days from now or something. Is there any gigs or anything that you want to mention? Uh, anything got coming up?
1: Yeah, I've got loads, uh, mainly around the, the UK and uh, we've got Island UK and stuff. listeners. Yeah, yes,
0: uh, all on your website.
1: Yeah, uh, yep. Check out my website or uh, laugh. That's l a w f q qcom forward slash Beckhill. Oh, nice. Um, And
0: uh, tell me Edinburgh this year?
1: Edinburgh, yeah. I'll be at Gilda Balloon in the turret uh, at 5.30 uh, every day except for the 19th.
0: And did you come up with a name for your show because I saw on the yeah. internet the other day you were asking, you know, people for suggestions of what your show should be called. Did you come up with a name no, by yourself? No, that
1: wasn't me. Oh, wasn't it? <laughs> I've had my show name for ages. Yeah, um, was, yeah. I do tend to ask stuff on Facebook yeah. though. Yeah. I was it asking might people for terrible date been, suggestions. Uh,
0: that maybe that's yeah, what I got that confused might have been it. with. Yeah, But yeah, and I saw the name of your new show which is something really interesting.
1: It's uh, Caught on Tape. And it's uh, – so, Beck Hill caught on tape and it's about regrets. Mm. So, it's about my one life regret and uh, and me trying to overcome it.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good yeah. hook. Mm. Uh, if people liked uh, Beck on the podcast, please let her know and uh, – Yeah, you know, please do. Uh, say day and then mm. find out where you know. Tell, let her know where you found her, and follow her stuff. Uh, and uh, I am uh, in London for another week uh, doing uh, my show, of course, Free Will at the Soho Theatre. So uh, please come and see that. That'd be really cool uh, if you could come down and see that. Uh, and then you go might on... get to
1: see him topless.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah, well, half topless. <laughs> you. You so, you may get to see some sheet music. Yeah. that's a lot. Some sweet sheet music, if you know what I'm saying. I'm actually going to get your old boss to come in and strip yeah. for me. Can on that the be last the night. the closer? Yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. a Will Anderson theme one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Starts off with him hosting Triple J breakfast. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. my whole career. Yeah, so your life uh, your life is a striptease. That's the name of next year's show. <laughs> Will Anderson, my life as a Striptease. If
0: somebody did my career <laughs> as a strip tease, like if that was like a festival show, like if somebody wanted to be like honestly put on a show and recreate my life as a strip tease. An
1: hour long strip tease. Maybe half
0: an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't feel like people need an entire hour of that. I think you can condense the highlights. Maybe an hour into but it.
1: an interval in between. Yeah, you might need yeah. a break. Yeah.
0: You might need. <laughs> Um, The show is then going to uh, LA on July the 11th. I'll be at the Nerd Melt Theatre doing um, my show there. And then, of course, in Montreal, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. I'm doing a bunch of gigs, but I'm also doing the solo show Free Will there. And then back to Australia. It's on sale now at the Enmore, uh, 7th and 8th of August, and uh, Perth uh, PCEC um, on the 9th and 10th of October. Both of those uh, with Justin Hamilton doing support. Yay. yay. Exciting. Uh, Beck Hill, this has been a delight. Thanks for um, coming and doing the
1: podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Thank <laughs>